everybody out there in dreamland namaste and shalom iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend you're listening to the beyond top secret texan bringing to you another episode of the beyond top secret texan podcast broadcasting to you from the third coast the ghost with the most the gulf coast of texas we're going to be speaking about censorship today speaking about censorship today because it is running wild. It is untamed and becoming a monster. Now, censorship is not necessarily evil. And yes, I understand circumstances 
or censorship may be appropriate. But when it begins to threaten the very concepts of free speech and individual sovereignty to decide and pursue one's own intellectual fortitudes or entertainment based on thought crimes, political correctness, based on various intangible factors. The do as thy say, but not as thy do. The situation of privilege from institutional exemptions, such as mainstream media are approved fact checkers or influencers etc they are called studio plants I believe that's the term that is used for them studio plants for the term originated in the music industry or the entertainment industry when an underground or amateur um, genre, music scene, etc., is infiltrated by a big studio sponsored musician, musical act, or entertainer simply to profit off of the, uh, yes, you would call it the hype or the current trend or the, um, genre itself the, the unique media presented there you know like the new new market right like to enter into a new market but that these individuals are presented as authentic and sold kind of like undercover cops that they go um under the radar they're allowed to uh promote materials and they're allowed to uh profit from them they're allowed to get rich from them to you know get powerful because they are actually funneling their money and endorsing the products and opinions of much wealthier larger established uh, institutions for example how gaia tv is hosted by black Q uh, blackrock uh, investments and BlackRock owns Fox News as well as CNN. It's uh, very much the black cube of Saturn, a multi-international, uh, multi-faceted uh, entertainment juggernaut, as well as uh, having its fingers like an octopus, its tentacles rather, like an octopus, in many, many different directions. You know, absolutely the Illuminati in action there. As well as the the control of the many from the one, which is, you know, a very ambiguous, mysterious source always, but can always just be said to be um, as simple as one suspect, in this case, BlackRock. You know, for Guy TV. But Guy TV is allowed to say all 
alternative slash radical system challenging new age truths and um, media and produce, you know, media as well as hold conventions, hire uh, hosts, seek out guests, etc. You know, and distribute this media in a mass marketed, mass, um, you know, mass supported and financed uh, front. Right? Absolutely. Because it's support, it's promoted and absolutely owned from the top down by BlackRock, and everyone involved in it has already agreed to it or is being manipulated on their behalf. And this is mainly, like I said, we can always say it's one suspect, David Wilcock, and the, and the, uh, the uh, case of Gaia TV, and all this that surround him. He supports, hires, and employees are pre approved insider contract. Uh, you know, COINTELPRO type figures, you know, to create and spin the narrative as they see fit and control the illusion of success, the image of success inside the genre of, say, ufology or the new age combination, the hybrid of ufology and this um, spiritual, you know, higher dimensional, uh, intradimensional type, you know, relativity. Because they do kind of blur into each other. There's a lot of intersections, if you would like to draw the Venn diagram. Um, the intersectionalists of ufology from the spectrum of, like, hard science. And, like, we've already talked about to the idea of, you know, uh, accepting it like religious uh, doctrine and dogma. And uh, to create kind of a new religion in itself, like the Cosmic American uh, wrote about, for example, the new... 21st century would be a worship and an adherence to mystery ufologies specifically taking the place of spirituality or spiritualism um, you know medium craft uh, ghost uh, pursuits etc of the 20th century censored fashion and we're going to be talking about things subjects that may be triggering as well as why it's important to talk about them as well as why it's important to understand the gravity of the the situation as adults now i myself the beyond top secret texan have been censored have been shadow banned, have had my hard labored products, my art, my journalist efforts censored, had videos removed against my will with no warning, have had entire channels removed, have been demonetized several times across many different platforms and have generally had my ass kicked by the corporate controlled internet sphere specifically that of Alphabet's own YouTube platform 
And this is kind of like a rite of passage and a mark of honor, really, for all truth tellers, for all uh, truth speakers that the man, as it were, is kicking our ass because we are pissing off the establishment, man. We are rocking the boat. We are the ones telling the truth, which used to get people killed. That's absolutely right. That's correct in saying that. That we are telling the truth that used to, 20 or 30 years ago, be enough to sign one's own death warrant and termination at the hands of the men in black or various government assassination agencies like the National Security Agency or the U.S. Marshals. This is absolutely the case. Make no mistake about it. The thing is, they cannot actually cover as many as are waking up, and not only that, it is counterproductive at this stage of the awakening to commit any acts of violence, as not only are they encountering more highly skilled and uh, prepared mentally, psychologically, and physically, uh, the truth-telling community, the waking-up community is becoming more like a military in itself, a standing army, you know, numbering in the millions, well-armed, and well-psychologically prepared for righteous jihad, for the truth, for the American Constitution, um, against any censors or jackboot thugs. We are also very lawyered up by this point in time. We are very uh, highly educated, very... Uh, very, very educated when it comes to um, our rights and civic responsibilities, as well as even the social and ethical implications for political activism. As it stands now, I think there are actually millions and millions of people around the world who would love to be imprisoned or to be known as someone who suffered um, censorship or suppression or harassment by police specifically for their truth-telling pursuits. It's not... There's one case of attacking individuals who were afraid of being singled out or afraid of being recognized as controversial or, or as such. You know, uh, you know, uh, dissenters or controversial, you know, people, unorthodox truth-tellers, you know, various red scares, etc., having people um, uh, going kind of, you know, uh, stir-crazy and, and uh, you know, pursuing uh, witch trials. But nowadays, in the 21st century, now it's 2020, there are millions and millions of people who have government experience, who have been through the system, from one end all the way through the other, chewed up and shit out. Uh, various people who have been disabled in their pursuits for the government or for the mainstream uh, world. People who have lost and sacrificed everything for the status quo. And they want answers. And there are so many mysteries and so many unanswerable questions. And rather, the truths are censored. Because no question is unanswerable. Things like the true motivations for wars, the true effects of war, what it really does to people, what it really the cost is to societies or cultures, what the sacrifice 
that societies make when they um, expend one cost for this pursuit of war. Eisenhower, for example, was famously quoted as saying that every bullet bought and every ship built, every plane made or purchased is a meal or a child uneducated, a meal taken from a hungry child's mouth, a child going unclothed. You know, basically you're robbing from the people's labor, you're robbing from the sweat of their inventors, of their... Uh, you're basically robbing the entire society to pursue a seemingly cultural suicidal thing, which is war. Now, this is absolutely true because it was spoken by Eisenhower, who was obviously the military-industrial complex's, um, you know, field marshal in World War II... So it was not someone who was considered outside the system. This is literally the voice of the system itself, self becoming self-aware. You need any more examples? Smedley Butler. And I understand if any of these examples you have never heard before because they are censored. And they are censored uh, in a way that I'm going to be discussing. That is soft censorship, cultural censorship, the becoming of taboos, the... The removal from the history books, you know, uh, piecemeal. The removal from the libraries. The removal from um, the fictional and, you know, mythologies and ideologies that are created by the corrupt Illuminati system that are full of symbolism that are absolutely untrue because they are not accurate to human sentiment. They are not accurate to the human experience, and thus they are at odds. They are literally uh, fantasies, and at odds for any real um, human being or any real human soul who demands honesty and accuracy as well as authenticity, authenticity in all their experiences and time on Earth. Um, that's why there's so much horror and fear at, say, the simulation theory or the idea of religions because um, spirituality always brings into doubt the grip on sanity or the grip of reality that the individual mind has or the individual self has, the ego has in their own existence, their very own understanding of the universe. Um, same way people naturally only have nightmares when they dream because it becomes out of their control into the state of unreality. But in the creation of this unreality, they are censoring us if we question this unreality of the fiction. And to get back to it, Smedley Butler. Smedley Butler said that the entire military, the entire country was a mafia front. It was the thug of multi-international business pursuits that strictly wanted to control the economies of the entire world not for any patriotic benefit of America and not for the benefit of the everyday American. Let alone the soldiers and the actual people making it possible. In his case, the Marines, because he was a United States Marine general who uh, helped take over many Latin American and Caribbean countries. Now, this is obviously history, and it's important, but it's considered part of the anti-war community. And it's, that is the most censored community of all time. The anti-war community. All censorship, 
all COINTELPRO, all things like the drug war, drug prohibition in America. This was all started to weaken and destroy the anti-war movements, the anti-war movements in America, specifically even the targeting of communists and socialists, socialist democrats, as well as various other uh, factions sympathetic with workers' rights, because that is one in the same. As soon as America ceases to be blinded by the patriotic need to constantly fight wars and to proclaim one's patriotism as supporting war at the cost of the everyday American, like previously said, all of that money was originally that American's taxpayer effort and it going overseas to fight war, literally stealing it from their sweat. Right? So, professional armies, etc., Western armies, especially the American army, which is with its almost like, what is it, almost uh, 200 billion, 200, I think it's almost 400 billion now, uh, half a trillion dollar, maybe even a trillion dollar defense budget, who the fuck knows, right, just basically infinity amount of money. Whatever amount of money they want, they can have because it doesn't matter to them. They're a military industrial complex. Like I said, it's already connected to a much higher uh, economy, an interplanetary economy. But even stating that, it's to be in transgression of the major mainstream censorship that is going on. Just like historically to be pronouncing those efforts or any kind of opinion to the contrary of the American um, Bureau basically for National Decency, the, um, the Bureau for National Group Thought, is considered a crime or a criminal offense or a toxic offense or a um, even just an offense itself. It's not considered even uh, anywhere near noble. It's a polar opposite of nobility. It is uh, basically a dastardly crime, a, a kind of, um, you know, uh, hate crime against society itself, or at least the social narrative. And that itself, I believe, is a huge moral failing and a huge moral crime. <coughs> and it's not isolated to modern cancel culture. It's not isolated to modern day, but you testosterone to individuals. Not at all. I'm not saying anything as immature as that. I am saying, though, that it is definitely, definitely associated with something that's very uniquely American, and that is the fact that our society is controlled by the Illuminati, and not by the people. Because the people never once ever demanded censorship. Now, to kind of make this a lighthearted thing for a little bit, before we get into the serious side of things, let's go into a quick discussion of censorship as I understand it from my childhood, etc. Even on this timeline, without any kind of otherworldly or extra, you know, sensory implications or importance to it, right? Censorship has always traditionally been considered a bad thing, at least where I am from. Like, not to say that in my household, but, you know, literally in the culture 
of being an American, you know, man in the 90s, or at least that was when I was in the single ages, in the early 2000s, etc., post 9-11, that censorship has always been something that is considered mentally restrictive, you know, creatively sabotaging, um, totalitarian, authoritarian, you know, needlessly tyrannical, and just negative for societies. And that basically, censorship has never produced anything worth defending censorship. You know, there's never been anyone who's ever been the champion of censorship to come out on the right side of history. Everyone from like Nancy Reagan to, you know, the, uh, what's it called? The the uh, FAA. The people who do the censorship for movies, those people have always come under fire because they are, you know, how do I say this? The so needless part of our society and our culture, this the absolute um, antithesis before everyone became you know, traumatized into basically agreeing with the system in the state, beginning at 9-11 again, that in the late 90s, it was... It was almost... the mainstream opinion, almost entirely the mainstream opinion, that violating censorship and seeking to rebuke censors and infuriate them in their task was literally the theme of every so-called adult or um, working class blue collar street level form of entertainment so from popular music and popular musicians to Hollywood movies, big major studio Hollywood movies, by the way. We're not talking just the the people who would, you know, like now be considered outsider, agitators, you know, small time, small potatoes, low followers, you know, edgelords trying to make waves and impacts, but no, look at me, people. No, we're talking like South Park. When South Park made their uh, motion picture, it was entirely critis- criticism and satire on censorship. You know, that was absolutely uh, what it was. And that in the 90s, shows like Married with Children, etc., were thriving. The Simpsons, for example, were thriving, as well as literally pushing the edge and envelope of sta- uh, censorship standards that had existed on television since the you know, 70s for like at least 20 years prior. And America has always been the most heavily censored of all uh, Western European nations, or at least Western nations themselves. Um, maybe second only to Canada, right? Uh, British Canada, the Victorian age and everything. But who censored comedies historically because comedies created in the people a state of uh, 
anarchy, for example. That, that's how the censorship demon really rears his ugly head when trying to enforce and control entire societies at the cost of the individual, right? And there are many cases culturally, like hilariously about censorship, you know, involving nudity or um, the envelope of sexuality in movies, eroticism and everything. And um, the fact that, yes, it's gotten way tamer and censorship has, for all purposes, won, you know, been victorious in creating a stricter and stricter envelope of what's permissible, etc., to control basically all productions uh, without any variation or, or extreme, you know, um, risk taken by any production, at least in the United States, right? Um, not speaking for any other, other nations as it stands. And that has literally caused the death of the entertainment industry at large, all music, all modern music, all modern movies, all modern uh, video game efforts, etc., are very tame, they're very lame, and they're not even fun. Especially if you have any standards from the olden days, the days of the uh, 90s or the 80s, for example. Like, you absolutely can't argue that, because it's like, you know, it's almost like a, like a objective truth. You know, when you actually put, like, say, video games... Like, not graphically or anything, but, like, entertainment-wise, um, you know, what the content's actually about. And that franchises that were created then are still popular now, specifically because they tapped into things that were very raw, very real, very human. Right? And this truth extends into things like the news. It extends into things like the internet and the ability to communicate the truth. Now, like I said, we're not going to go into the UFO community yet. We're just going to keep it real. But this is where it might get a little bit triggering. Because now we're going to talk about the things that people, you know, want censored. Which can be understandable, but can which shouldn't be censored. Because we need to always be able to access the truth and to have honest conversations civilly about controversial things. Controversial realities that, you know, aren't sexy at all. There's no way to perversely enjoy them. There's no way to interpret them as even erotic or anything. These are very ugly truths. These are very ugly realities. These are the witnessing of crimes. The witnessing of uh, crime scenes of, you know, the aftermath of wars, of battles, the real effects of, you know, drugs or obesity, unhealthy living habits of all kinds, addictions, vices, the confrontation with mortality, with age, with illness and infirmity, the understanding of the world. The viscera of the world. Now, of course, the first part, you could always say that the censorship was based on sex. And it was based on trying to 
associate certain media and content with appropriate audiences. And, you know, of course, you want to control their... Obviously, you don't want to sexualize them or anything because that's considered a part... That's like a really, you know, big part of parental control as well as cultural and traditional taboos, etc. What exactly you can also make the argument that that's what the movies are doing anyway when their you know love stories are included, you know, them like you know if you're not afraid of the human body or whatever you're just watching it. But I sound like a lot like the Florida Matt Key with his discussion of it's a girl in the bikini. You're showing a girl in the bikini because you want to show the girl in the bikini, but you're not making it a sexual thing. Girls can wear bikinis because they feel safe and because it's the human body and it's beautiful. And she's at the beach or a pool or whatever. When people would be like, oh, that's not appropriate. And you're like, why isn't it appropriate if women can just be, you know, into Western standards of fashion and feel comfortable in their skin? And, you know, it, it, there's this big debate there, right? Because really people are prudes. People really are, you know, that reactionary, right? That, that they have to be accounted for in all situations. But the purpose that they're even creating this content for is to, you know, violate or not to consider those people, right? So it's always one of those things where... Just because someone gets offended doesn't mean that it should be censored, because it's not. That's they don't control what someone creates. Remember, we're trying to honor the creativity here. We're not talking about creativity, though. We're not talking about eroticism. We're not talking about um, enjoyable things. If you were, for example, to present the butchery from start to finish of a hog. Or a, or a pig, domesticated pig, for the consumption of pork, um, you would be censored from doing that. Absolutely. If you were going to show, for example, the truths involved in surgery, well, first of all, you would have to be approved by the hospital because to actually film something like that, would require a lot of uh, signatures and all that stuff and a lot of approval. But that's what I'm saying. Is that... Blood. Is that the body... The the body... Uh, organic. The body flesh. And all things involved with that. Which are very fundamental to life. To very fundamental to the human experience. Are extremely censored extremely censored any real glimpse into the machinery of how our society continues you know step by step day by day the essentials what's necessary has been considered taboo by higher powers by what you can call the Illuminati and I wonder why I Yell, I scream at the top of my lungs, why? I wonder why. Because that is robbing this modern generation of so much truth. But ugly truth, yes. So much reality. For no justifiable reason. Besides someone thinking that we are not ready for that conversation or maybe because their system if you saw maybe even the smallest glimpse 
of its reality and its implications would horrify you if you were even the smallest bit human it would horrify you to the core it would stop your heart with dread and turn your guts inside out as you vomit sickened disgusted by the carnality by the machinery that this death machine of a society has built itself from. I can tell you now that if I put on YouTube or TikTok a video of a steer being killed and butchered in a traditional way by white men, it would be immediately censored Considered animal cruelty. If I put it on TikTok, it would be considered uh, probably even uh, supporting a violent, violent action, right? Considered violence. Regardless of its day-to-day importance and its universal humanity. Its universal bonding from all tribes. Because all tribes have to eat. All people eat. All cows are raised to be eaten, basically. But they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to think like that. Because in their system, they want you to think that all the cows are happy. They don't want you to know what goes on behind the door. Or what men are required to do behind a the door. They want you to eat the burgers at McDonald's and Burger King. They don't want you to know where the beef comes from. Just like they want you to be able to go to Burger King 24 hours a day at one of the 500,000 locations or whatever, international. And they want you to not ask who the man is who's taking your order or the woman and what this system has done to them their entire lives. What this system is doing to you. And how this system treats you just like it treats its cows. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to know what war really looks like after the battle. After it ends. After the bomb drops and the flames cool. The burned out skulls. Eye sockets staring into nothing. Charred corpses. Eviscerations. Yellow fat. Dried blood on metal inside vehicles. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that that could happen to any single buddy, any single person in war because of the weapons that we make. And they don't want you to know that we do that to people just like us and just like our families on an order given through a chain of command for political reasons generally to accomplish illegal deeds that politics failed to provide a legal avenue for. They don't want you to know that because that's the truth. And their system is built on a lie, which is built on this idea of patriotism. They want you to know this 
They don't want you to know many things like this. They don't, know, they don't want you to know what, for example, child abuse looks like. They don't want you to know what mental illness looks like and the effects it has, such as narcissism. They don't want you to do this because if you did, you might stop. You might look at yourself in the mirror. You might see that your life was the product of it or that you're currently it and you need to change. But that deeper still, that all of it was allowed and manufactured by a system that does not care about you as an individual beyond your worth and your capability. And your worth is only your capability to participate in this system and to promote it and to fulfill it and extend it. Not for your gain, but for the systems. And your worth is based on your inability to see it because that is your longevity that you are willing to give your work towards that system. I know many people don't want to hear it because it's like a death sentence. It's so close to the mortality that has been censored in the society for so long that it's You've internalized the fear, you've internalized the censorship, you've internalized the dread because you don't want to adhere to the truth or actually observe it or witness it and be responsible for being the one to ignore it. You don't want to be exposed to it because you'll feel like you're a criminal or you're the one who did it, you're the one who caused you um, this truth, that you're responsible for the truth and that darkness is originating from you, but it's not. The reasons for censorship are never good, and the ones doing the censoring are never right. It is the fundamental truth. They are trying to prevent something so that they can extend their abilities to do other certain things. which is never justified, ever. Which will never be justified, ever. No matter their amount of violence, no matter how many people they cancel, no matter how many people they demonetize or prevent from making a living, doing their natural vocation, their natural calling, no matter how many episodes are deplatformed and demonetized, no matter how many... people they disappear in the modern sense of the word including maybe myself in the future currently the last wild west of the internet podcasts and podcast formats are being corralled into the modern fence wars the modern barbed wire barbed wire wars the sheep wars where the free rangers, the people who chose to make their living off the grid by their own wits, etc., by their own skill, the podcasters, who didn't want to work with major corporate sponsors, who didn't want to work for iHeartRadio, for example, or any one of the studios who YouTube now has, you know, has bowed to, etc., basically the disnification of all internet media, who had already been canceled themselves on many other platforms. The last Wild West with their creativity podcasts 
are becoming censored from the top down. Content is going to be reviewed by the anonymous censors of our Western culture, the Thought Police, the PC Police. And this is becoming justified under combating racism, which is, like I said, one of their many tricks in which they try to get their self positioned as a savior based on the taboos of moral decency. And yes, you can obviously argue the same tactics they used with eroticism, trying to control the human body and the human sexual act from those whose families may have disapproved based on their individual cultures. Gotta protect the minorities, gotta protect the, um, you know, moms and everything, the, the, the very vocal, but, but they have a point, right? <laughs> Traditional people. Well, racism is just one of those virtues, right? Given to us like prudency, like those Victorian age standards of decency by monarchs, by basically ruling elites of the most high classes. And racism is their sacred cow, which they have been educated to use against anyone who disagrees with their political policies, or at least their... Um, hegemony when it comes to the control of all entertainments and all entertainers. And since they've already controlled all major music, you know, production, all major TV and movies, they seek to now control the frontier, the range of podcasting of the internet by trying to police everyone who might potentially be that most evil of things, a racist. And just like you couldn't show any titties, you can't say any racial slurs or anything that might be provocative or insensitive. And that's how they start making the changes that slowly snowball and grow and grow into momentum into unstoppable avalanches of censorship. The AI already exists to provide the algorithms, the third world countries, the workforces that get paid literally pennies an hour to listen through episodes, which are also part of the man behind the curtain system that they don't want you to know is that the actual censors the majority of them are not the AI programs but human beings just trying to make a living and doing what their masters have forced them by birth to do which is fulfill the agenda of faceless political elites to appease their visions of acceptable dialogue between their chattel slavers, slaveries, their, sorry, their chattel slave classes, their chattel 
their their cattle, their goyim, and that they really don't give a shit about you. They don't really give a shit about the people who work for them. They don't care if they even make enough to eat. They can't work anywhere else. And that is ultimately the master plan. Is to create as poor a living condition as those freelance AI instructors and, and you know, uh, auxiliaries... That work in giant... They work at home mostly. They work by the millions at home. Around the world. Just logging in. And mindlessly processing and censoring. The honest concerns. And observations of real human beings. So that they may earn the few cents that they can. After X amount of functions and successful you know um, violation reports etc are submitted to buy their meager little sustenance and their meager little physical desires that have been allowed as safe and toothless and they're just as victims like we all are like I said they don't want you to look at the cow they don't want you to look at the chicken. They don't want you to look at the pig. They don't want you to look at these things. They don't want you to hear them. They don't want you to hear their real concerns, their real fears, and the real doom that the system employs to survive. The real lifeblood of the system is doom itself, is despair. It's poverty. As the elite literally suck the blood out of the human experience. So that the human experience, 21st century moving forward, is as edgeless and as generic and as weak and as unpopular as the metaverse. Their little holographic... VR fucking bullshit corporate art style and the what they considered safe little romper rooms little moon rooms for for adults without any real understanding of human nature and what happened literally the day it was released that the little bit of escapism and freedom that they Offered as a promise for the investment into the metaverse. Became the keyhole through which the cephalopoid, octopoid beast of human lusts and desires and carnality and evil. All that which has been kept very tightly jarred deep, deep down. From even society's subconscious to try to make way for a very artificial corporate zombie of the human experience rather than a real authentic wise and and 
you know, naturally balanced and, and, you know, uh, attuned uh, being that um, there were virtual gang rapes. There were virtual molestations. There was a lot of virtual harassment between men and women avatars. And it's very poignant in discussing that this was directly in violation of their standards as well as something they didn't factor until it had happened. Much like how in European Union society, everything is very politically correct. Everyone is educated with this very safe politically correct attitude between men and women and all model minorities and all races exactly this very utopian united nations type of worldview and when they opened their gates to refugees who were mostly third world men from heavily moderated and censored muslim societies the interactions between the two being an unforeseen event such as say the New Year's Eve and Cologne situation where 1500 women came out as saying that they were groped sexually harassed or gang raped by coordinated young men who had gone that night specifically to take advantage of rather naive and defenseless European women who did not, who like the people in the metaverse, did not live in reality, but lived in a virtual reality. A reality every bit as simulated and artificial as the avatars in the metaverse every bit as digital and as false because those people the little avatars who do not feel who do not have any history were as edgeless as the european mind the european women even the european males all europeans in that situation rather than the third world refugees who, even though their society is highly censored, had the advantage of being at least unindoctrinated by the mental oppression of the modern PC environment, politically correct environment, which is mentally more restrictive than Islam. Mentally more restrictive than the Abrahamic faiths. Mentally more restrictive because they try to censor all dark side, all negative side, human nature, rather than confronting it and condemning it as part of the human spiritual responsibility and accepting the authentic, complete, accurate portrayal of life as given to us by a higher power. Or even just the randomness of the universe itself. That 
the Abrahamic religions, while maybe centered in spiritualism and the metaphysical worlds, and things like the soul and God, are at least more accurate and honest with their interpretations of what the human experience is possible, our possibilities and histories prove as always being the reality in which you're in versus the politically correct idea of progressivism, which means they can censor and literally edit history, edit the mind, edit the human being in their weird child Disney-fied fashion, but that just weakens people and literally lobotomizes them. It steals their history, their humanity. It steals their very essence and renders them absolutely defenseless in the face of basically reality, a face of the earth. Whatever, whatever is to happen to them, they are always see it from the very distorted and inaccurate perspective of the politically correct, of the progressive, of the leftist, or the liberal. And yes, these people are rendered into nothing more but, you know, basically brainwashed, domesticated sheep. And it's because that their societies are so censored, and that's the evil of censorship, is because they are never allowed to mature. They're never allowed to progress into the true adulthoods that were right for them. And just like how people are censored from talking against any kind of lifestyle decisions like the trans kids or blockers or anything like that, between it being right or wrong or what certain age should be you know, required to reach or what psychologists should say, um, that there's just this overall 100% baseless support for it regardless of the truth and danger or risk associated with it because it's not based in human reality it's not based on it's based on idealism it's based on um presumptions that are not based in reality the presumptions that are based only in the human ego and the human mind and that becomes the interpretations that they put on not only the world but themselves and just as inverted as they see themselves the people who are men who wish that they were women the people who are women who wish they were men just like if someone who was born black and they thought they should be white just as someone who was white and they thought they should be black just as someone who was alive and thinks that they should be dead it's that insane as a proposal to imagine that the world would concede to that as accurate or as what should happen based on your imaginations of what is possible. And this is exactly what I'm saying. If they're willing to concede and try to create utopias, they are actually creating dystopias. Because they are not presenting you, they are stealing from you the world, they are stealing from you reality, they are stealing from you the knowledge of the experience of how literally every day occurs, the things that occur literally every day. They, and what is literally the things as created right and wrong. So that you finally see what is right and wrong with your own two eyes and you know for certain, without a shadow of a doubt, what is true. They have robbed that from you, trying to keep you safe. And by keeping you safe, 
they've forced you to enter into insanity without a basis of reality all experience and thought and ideation is insanity and just like they were insane and everyone was insane who supports that system the only way to reach sanity is to constantly seek to defy censorship to constantly seek to push the envelope because like Oscar Wilde said, to dis the, the prerequisite for sanity is to disagree with 95% of the British population. Now, people think and misinterpret that as being, well, the things that are considered taboo by society are the things that the New World Order is trying to force on everybody. And I say... This is so late stage in their game that we need to go all the way back and throw out everything down to the fundamental level and re-begin again by endorsing a society completely free of censorship at every single level. Not free of crimes and still adhere it to law and order, pursuant of justice that violates if anyone's rights or emotions or feelings or safety is violated to any capacity or you know within limits obviously we're not endorsing criminality or illegality or even anarchy but we are endorsing the ability to post and to talk about media and things without any endorsement by the mainstream system by any company or studio or any aspect that the people that the people themselves as long as they own and keep that media can present it as they see fit as citizen journalists as citizen elders as citizen and civilian wise men and have their own libraries have their own channels free of censorship free of harassment so that anyone who wishes to learn from them may and they may distribute and broadcast any information because only then can we rebuild any semblance of the truth and any accurate picture of the world we all have to do our part to be honest and to be as honest as possible against the censorship of the evil liars no matter how good the evil liars are lying about themselves so thank you very much now in the second hour we're going to be talking about how this relates to the ufo movement evidence etc and the different people and players who are taking advantage of censorship and um what that means to the future of all like you know paranormal and stuff like that so thank you all very very much for hanging out you guys got a lot of guts next hour we're going into the uh, paranormal side of censorship thank you very much
on perilous, stormy seas. Their search was fruitless. Just when all seemed lost, they discovered America. The music you are about to experience is a celebration of the 1,000th anniversary of their founding of this great nation.
Okay, greetings. Now we're back for a second hour. Well, if you're liking the musical bookends. Beginning, middle, and end. We're listening to right now a little bit lo-fi. The first segment was recorded outside when I had a moment. But time is forever fleeting. Constantly rushing through our fingertips. Like water through a sieve. But yeah, we're going to uh, be jumping right into it. The censorship issue in the UFO community, because we just talked about censorship in a larger, bigger picture, kind of like, you know, more mainstream, normal you know, what we call quote-unquote normal, you know, society discussion of censorship based on its ethic and what it's really damaging and its potential of, and it only serves as like basically a uh, hound or, you know, a dog of big brother type authoritarianism and tyranny and especially unlawful tyranny at that because it's hoping to be able to control conversations so that it does not have to answer any difficult questions. Or because it wants to control the philosophical and intellectual maturities of its citizenry through the guise of censorship for family values or morality's sake, creating false moral arguments for the sacrifice of the education and the, uh, you know, maturation of the individual in a society for the sacrifice of a quote-unquote preserved social wellness or socially positive result the classic society versus the individual dilemma or confrontation and they want to make it more an argument for societies basically big groups against small groups where the individual has no part in it and the individual cannot exist as purely individual or unique but rather has to be defined and confined to the spaces of a box of labels and terminologies based on their education, or at least what they choose to, you know, see or witness or allow, you know, what they think is permissible. What they consider taboo is how they will define themselves to others, but what they consider, you know, permissible is their core, like, you know, uh, value. So, whether the individual who can, you know, listen to and be educated to the realities and the authentic, the authentic, accurate information of the universe as it exists, as it's presented without any censorship or without any uh, limitation or without any kind of supervision, you know, or discretion uh, in the matter, because that is more of a natural unmitigated, unadulterated, uh, pure form of existence on Earth. And it's essential for the full blossoming of man as intellect, as man as individual, or woman as individual, but more mankind as a species of individuals and of individual thinkers, unique people, 
able to make their own judgments, able to make their own decisions, but based on the facts, based on a clear and present reality, right, of the truth, regardless of how ugly that truth may be. And yes, you can, you can of course, the, face, the, the false ethical dilemmas and arguments on what age is that appropriate and how much is, is too much, etc., obscenities and whatever. I see that's the false arguments that censorship creates like a cancer once it takes its root into society. Itself is so cancerous and so toxic that if censorship exists in the micro, then censorship pollutes and corrupts and all arguments and all perceptions of reality as what is censored and what needs to be censored, what needs to be taken off, like what haven't we censored yet and how can we censor it? And see, these are the the poisons of totalitarianism because it's not the, the it's not the even considered something to be done away with entirely, which it should be done with entirely. It should be absolutely abolished as a concept because. Specifically, what it does to communities and what it does to, uh, like, how it allows, like, infiltrators and gatekeepers, and how it allows the formations of classes and demographics inside those classes based on really trivial and arbitrary values. And I know that might be very confusing, so let's just, uh, uh, you know, help explain that a little bit. You see, what people can talk about based on the definition of what is all, like, you know, necessary to censor, what is often censored, what is commonly censored, and when speaking about it would be considered uncensored or, or against censorship, right? Uh, controversially against censorship. And we'll take a prime example, not from myself, which would be too vain, but from the UFO uh, community at large, right, in the last 10 years. Richard D. Hall. Richard D. Hall, one of my favorite UFOlogists of all time. Uh, Welsh, Welsh uh, UFOlogist and proud of it. Um, you know, operates his own independent TV broadcast and has been pursuing UFOlogy for, you know, near 20 years. He is censored by the mainstream UFO community, um, especially in America, especially in the West, in, in the Western uh, Hemisphere. He is absolutely censored so that even knowledge of him is, like, very rare. And it's very unorthodox for anyone to promote him or to speak positively positively of them inside the UFO community, especially amongst those who are mainstream and considered successful. Those with uh, influence and some kind of reputation uh, will never ever talk about Richard D. Hall. Even though Richard D. Hall has spoken with uh, very pr pr prominent figures like uh, Lloyd Pye, and um, has an extensive archive of investigations and interviews. Um, like I said, I go back between almost two decades. And um, it's remarkable 
because it's not based on merit or a lack thereof, because he's highly qualified, highly, highly qualified. I believe he was an electric electrician on a nuclear submarine as a contractor, and I think I believe a Trident submarine for the British Navy. Um, and I believe uh, he has written books as well. I believe he's made movies, full-length documentaries, etc. So, there's no reason why he wouldn't be on a program such as Ancient Aliens. Except that there is one very obvious, and by his own admittance, reason why he is blackballed, for lack of a better word. Not his words, but in my words, blackballed by the community at large. And why he has to do almost everything himself as a solo uh, operator and manage his own tours manage his own finances, oversee his entire career, rather than, say, have agents and managers and large studios helping him, supporting him, etc. Oh, well, actually, there are two reasons. And I'll get into both of those. Um, the first, subject matter. And this is how censorship, soft censorship exists. Yes, it's protected under free speech, the subject matter that he speaks about, but it's censored within the UFO community at large to bring up the very taboo subject of UFOs abducting and mutilating human beings, resulting in their deaths and resulting in the mutilations of their corpses. Exactly like cattle mutilations, except that they are human beings. As well as various other animals, which I have found out are taboo subjects to touch when talking about alien abductions and mutilations, such as dolphins, whales, seals, and various other animals of a higher intelligence, such as primates, elephants, and even dogs. This wouldn't seem like such a major issue to censor because it would seem scandalous and controversial and worth attention. And if, say, Linda Melton Howe, for example, for a counterpoint, if a ufologist like Linda Melton Howe, who has a history with cattle mutilations, would include any of the thousands of accounts of human mutilation by extraterrestrials, both from insiders and researchers of the military and, you know, of service of NATO and things like that. I think Richard D. Hall does the best documentary you could ever have asked for, and so there's no real reason to work on it. I'll just advise to go watch his documentary about human mutilations and NATO and the NATO cover-up. And he speaks with an insider, an actual ex-member of Special Forces, SAS, who volunteers to work with a NATO unit in charge of recovering UFOs and handling situations of human poaching performed by extraterrestrials on Earth. And this was in recent, this is in the 90s when this happened, and his documentary, you know, was set very recently. Absolutely direct all traffic to that. And the reason why that would be controversial like I said, it's not because it's not sensational. It's not because it's not, you know, absolutely amazing material to talk about. 
It's because it's counter to the popular narrative, which is literally controlled by companies like Disney and companies like BlackRock Entertainment, which control Fox News and CNN, about the alien narrative that they want to control and they want to distribute using infiltrators that they have long conned people to believe are natural and organic UFO researchers. Linda Milton Howe being the foremost of those. That they want you to think that these people did their best in their life to bring you the absolute truth. Which is wrong. Which is dead wrong. These people did the bare minimum to bring you the least amount of truth. And only so much truth as to not really rock the boat. Or even make you truly aware of what they were talking about when they were referring to these matters. Like the cattle mutilation phenomenon, etc. They didn't pronounce the true scale, they didn't pronounce the true severity of it, and they did not pronounce the true details in habit of it, and always left, like I've talked about before, this air of skepticism, and this air of um, scientific authoritarianism, where they're like, yeah, science has the last say in everything, or skeptical people are lab work. Basically, things that are done and recreated in a lab are by people who don't believe in the phenomenon and thus they're trying to disprove it. Like I said, also, that's a network in itself. But basically, the only way you get a paycheck in America is if you're on that, like, side of things. If you're on that bullshit side of things. And that these people will go to their graves... On shows like Ancient Aliens and, you know, whatever the fuck else there is, Skinwalker Ranch and stuff like that, and and go to their graves thinking that they're, and saying that they're the authority on subjects, that I'm pretty sure they know damn well they are not, and they're not sharing the big picture, because there are, say, currently (laughs) videos and stuff online, Richard D. Hall's clearly talking about the many different cases But you ask yourself, well, why isn't it coming up on YouTube searches? Why isn't it coming up on Google searches? Why isn't it coming up when, you know, people who are interested in cattle mutilations are researching this? And it's because of the algorithm and the way the censorship effectively works. If you don't tell people things exist, they'll never know they exist. And people are creatures of habit. And many people only take things for what... It's called face value. And so they'll look at things and they'll look at page one and they might go to page two. And but pretty damn sure they're not going to go to page three on the on the Google list and they're not going to go to page four. And people don't know this, but every Google search will bring up approximately 10,000 pages worth of material the way it's set up. And they intentionally minimize the results per page. And it's really based on advertisers for why pages show up the way they do. And and this is also part of censorship. Say Wikipedia, which actually directly is owned by Google and pays towards Google for advertisement, gets priority on any article, right? Same thing everywhere, YouTube, etc. The first results on the first page are generally not the most relevant. 
but the ones with the most invested interest in being promoted and shown to people. Correct? So this is why big studios with a lot with deep, deep pockets, but not a lot to show for it besides fluff and bullshit, become literally like 80% of everyone's knowledge. And, and they're constantly in everyone's face. They're on the TV. They're on the internet. They're in the podcast. They're all over the fucking place, right? They're just promoted and promoted and promoted. It's not because these people are the best. It's because the people are getting bought off. They're getting fooled, and they don't even know they're getting fooled because they think that's literally the best they have to offer. Right? They think that's as far as the conversation goes. Not only is this the way they've been controlling the UFO phenomenon, this is the way they've been controlling UFO uh researchers and ufo fans and people who believe in the phenomenon who are innocently caught up in this whole um basically algorithm and they don't even know better and the algorithm's not new the algorithm is why they made computers in the first place societal data and sociological control of large populations of people on variables such as the ability to harness and capture information. And they were doing things like manipulating libraries, manipulating schools, and testing out for generations just how effectively to hide information. Effectively how to distract people with false information. And to promote false information. Not from false information, but promote Incomplete information. Partial information. Half the story. Then half half the story. So that people only get a quarter moon instead of the full moon ever. And imagine if you never saw the full moon. Imagine if the width of the moon in your entire life was only the quarter moon. Or a crescent waning moon. Because you were kept by powers far greater than yourself in the society and everything from ever seeing the full moon. If the full moon was censored in this case, and censorship, for example, would keep the entire truth, the what it really means, and this to kind of illustrate the point that even though we might be talking about certain subjects... The theft of them is theft from someone of something very precious that means far more than what it really is. You can say a man can live without seeing the moon, but you can't say it's not a crime to have stolen the full moon from a man. Same thing with truth. For everyone who researches UFOs, who researched the cattle mutilation phenomenon, who sat down to watch a program about cattle mutilation or about aliens, and wanted to hear in their hearts of hearts, in their honest hearts, the truth, and were fed bullshit, they were robbed. The truth. They were, they were stolen from. They were given the incomplete picture. And they were told, lied straight to their face, 
that that was the truth. And you see, this is why I have a beef with it. This is why History Channel and Travel Channel and other kinds of channels who have programs like Discovery Channel, Science Channel, etc. With Josh Gates, with, uh, you know, George Sukalos and all them. You know, I'm not saying anything against those people as people, right? I'm pretty sure they're wonderful stand-up characters. But the system that they're working for is dumbing down people and controlling the conversation with a tactic called soft censorship. And the UFO community and the conspiracy community at large, regardless if it's a 9-11 conspiracy world, regardless if it's a military conspiracy world, regardless if it's a political conspiracy world, regardless if it's a UFO conspiracy world or a cryptic worldview, if you were never told the complete story... You were robbed the ability to formulate a complete and accurate picture of the world and universe you lived in. And no amount of censorship, for whatever reason, is, is justifiable because of that. But the intentions of it are obvious. It's because the narrative. They have a narrative. They have an end goal. They have a point A and a point B to get to. And they're going to get to it by keeping you guys unaware that they're even getting to it. In this case of cattle mutilation, human mutilation, they want to be able to control the narrative by playing dumb, plausible deniability. But the plausible deniability completely evaporates when you take into the full account for the cattle mutilation phenomenon, how much research is done to it, and how much human interaction is seen visible whenever those scenes occur. And the human mutilation phenomenon, which absolutely is on record and absolutely would call for greater investigative motivations and a greater responsibility by the civic government and by the military to investigate obvious threats to the general and civilian population by extraterrestrials. As well as admitting that there are human victims who pay the price in this in this exchange and that it's just it's it's literally i mean if there's nothing else to talk about i mean that's what i'm saying like if there's one thing to fucking talk about is that people are getting killed and mutilated and harvested by aliens i don't think there's anything else really more important to talk about in a conversation besides that especially when you have pictures and evidence and like chronologies and histories and different stories about it from all around the world. That becomes something that you have to talk about immediately because there's nothing else more important to talk about. Um, just as, you know, things go. And uh, the fact that it's one of the more closely guarded truths. Because it's not a secret. It, it's, it's obviously not a secret at this point. But that all material around it, all the books around it. Uh, all the documentaries around it, all the videos around it, all the creators involved with it are literally buried, buried under the just heaps of rubbish and trash that by the algorithm, by Google, by all the surface web. And censorship, that's soft censorship, the hard censorship, outlaws and 
removes videos like that, as well as demonetizes people's channels who host them, because they feature, they dare to feature human corpses, gore, uh, visible signs of violence, and other things that may trigger a sensitive audience, regardless of age, and regardless of the veracity and the truth behind it. Because that is what censorship is. It tries to make an ethical conversation, an ethical argument, out of things that are not in that category to begin with. They're not involved with ethics. It's more ethical to show the truth of a shark attack victim and what a shark can do to a person than it is to censor it in the name of, you know, preserving the the fragile, I guess you call it, innocence of a viewer, regardless of that viewer's age, because the platform doesn't want to take the responsibility of being known as a quote-unquote adult or adult-oriented, mature, rated R, rated X type platform or environment and so youtube which is literally used by billions of people and is the number one search engine the second only to google which owns youtube if those two are censoring richard d hall in the documentaries about human mutilations because they show gore and violence to people because they're about violent fates that happen to people, tragically, when aliens murder them and take their organs. They are directly controlling the ability for people to educate themselves on clear and present dangers, as well as completely controlling the conversation for literally hundreds of millions of people. And their trumpeteers and their uh, colleagues in the History Channel and the Sci-Fi Channel, etc., who do not address this issue are profiting from the complicence and the cooperation of the dumbing down of our society because of their egos and not because of any love for authenticity, any love for knowledge, or any love for the people that they assume to be educating, they assume to be speaking to, they assume to be, you know, literally working for. Because they have no greater knowledge than they even though they profess to be the experts and even though they profess to be literally the authors of books and the, the hosts and narrators of documentaries on UFOs. Because the information is equally incomplete. There is no division at that point between expert and layman. The entire subject has been rendered moot. And that's how they control 
any kind of danger from the UFO discussion. Any kind of culmination of knowledge or traction or progress in this field from outsiders. There is no way to ascend from a layman to an expert by reading the incomplete and faulty knowledge provided to people by the mainstream UFO discussion. They're ancient aliens or any of the Discovery Channel or Travel Channel, Aliens in Alaska type programming, etc. Because it's incomplete discussions and it's incomplete theories and it's incomplete knowledge by people who do not have any expertise in this subject. Like, you know, a horse cannot train a dog. A bigger dog <laughs> cannot train a smaller dog. You know, it's... it's you have to have someone of greater intelligence and expertise to be able to educate you on a clear picture, or at least show you what to see because of things that can be seen. And then, but if you don't have someone who is there for that, if you say, if you have someone who's teaching you only half of the words in a language because they themselves do not know the language, you can't necessarily call them an expert in that language. You can't say necessarily you're learning from them. They don't know themselves. And that's the state of the UFO community, the UFO discussion right now. And that was just one subject, the human mutilation subject, which I hold very dear and which is very, very censored. Very censored. Like I said, not because of what it is. The con the subject can be talked about. The controversy is in the pictures. The subject matter, when it's shown or when it's discussed, revolts people as it naturally should. The destruction of the human body, of the human form, is absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely revolting. It's a hideous and shocking discovery to find any corpse in, in the woods who's been a subject of violent death. But they don't hide that from the murder community. Because such a hit, a, a, yes, they actually do. But that, see, something like that is a much more open discussion. And in terms of like that, I feel like there's much more credibility to like, you know, when you really break it down. that it, The extremes of the UFO subject, right? The extremes of the proof and the evidence becomes like pornography. It becomes like gore. It becomes like war footage. It becomes in this society... Something that becomes like a narcotic. It becomes something that becomes almost like a black market good. Not because necessarily it is wrong, or it is a drug, or it is a vice, but because it is made illegal, either through hard, hard laws or soft laws, like the cultural censorship, like the cultural uh, ignorance around it, like the rarity of it like the uniqueness of it as well as the enlightening factors of it behind it the the benefits of it the experience of it to see real ufo pictures to see real ufo films and not the bullshit they keep showing you that's obviously blurry and fake and it's hard to see and it's ambiguous there's shit out there that i've shown that is undeniable 
And I have hundreds, if not thousands, of videos like that. Clear as fucking day about cryptids, monsters, UFOs, every single extremity of subject matter I can find. I try to present, but within the limits that I know are soft censorship. I'm already shadow banned for what I've shown. I've had a TikTok channel removed at 660 million views. Because I try to bring the truth to the people. I try to bring videos to the people that cannot be denied. Because the discussions that are kept at everyone's like in front of everyone's face to blind them, right? Are just constantly reiterating lame, inferior quality, incomplete subjects. Or the 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 lame, you know, um poor quality evidence of incomplete subjects and they constantly keep wanting you to think that any kind of real clear present knowledge and picture of this subject is impossible they want you to think it doesn't exist they want you to be more curious about how weird this subject is and constantly in a state of plausible deniability because in your own ignorance you have never seen something that proves to you beyond a shadow of a fucking doubt because seeing is believing that this world that you live in is much larger and much crazier than you've ever imagined it and you're just one part of a fascinating and very complex universe. They don't want you to see that. Because like I've said before, once you start asking the hard questions, you can't get the hard answers from the easy, you know, uh, the easy answer people. You'll see immediately through their bullshit. You'll see immediately that you need to really, really bust your ass a lot harder to get any kind of traction and ground from where they are going. You'll also see that they didn't really ever care about you or your education because they've constantly kept you in the dark. You'll reject immediately these people and their authority or or, uh, so-called authority in these subjects. You'll start thinking for yourself. You'll start doing your own research. You'll start creating your own theories. And that's what they fucking fear and hate. And they do not want at all. People who think for themselves, who buy books, not because they they think the author knows everything and more than them, but because they want to, to know what they have to say and judge it. It's not because the book isn't getting bought. It's because the authority that they have over the reader is gone. That titles like Dr. MD, their little military titles, Richard Doty and his little office job as a civil servant clerk in England for the RAF, we would see that for what it is. And just a name tag. We would stop disbelieving regular real people and their 
stories and their eyewitness statements and their evidence. We'd stop trying to be skeptics and disbelievers of a subject in a whole, as a country, as a culture. And we'd become much more positive and much more receptive and much more welcoming to people and their personal experiences. Because still, while everyone has a much more open mind and everyone has cameras and and stories to tell and sightings, etc., internet connections, we live under a shroud of fear of criticism. We live under a shroud of fear of exclusion, of fear of censorship. Yeah, it's a lot better than it was. But that's been the number one enemy of the truth. It's been the number one enemy of people with stories to tell. Who remember things that they forced themselves to forget. Things that they couldn't understand at the time and slowly began to understand through their lives. And thousands of other different circumstances and reasons for why they have stories that they want to share. Because everyone has a little piece to the puzzle. And the puzzle isn't ever really finished. It's like we're just discovering more and more pieces to it. But if everyone's afraid because there is no voice for them that the information that is being presented is incomplete and what they think is their side of things isn't being said. And that when they start speaking, that they're hit with shadow bans and blocks, that their channel is taken away, that people start flagging and reporting what they have to say, calling them out, shilling and trolling, attacking their, their listeners, attacking them in their comment sections. Because they challenge the status quo. That's when you know censorship is spreading. Like a zombie virus. And creating little henchmen. Creating little little goblins. To be the foot soldiers. Of repression. Of censorship. Because they've created now a battlefield where there shouldn't have ever been. In which people's minds, their worldviews, are now challenged because they shouldn't ever be. They should have their own responsibilities to the truth and their own abilities to see for what it is. But because they've been lied to, it's much easier to, to fool a person than is to convince them they've been fooled. Much, much easier. And when you try to save a drowning person, you always got to watch out because they'll try to drown you too. I 
And to see YouTube, to see the algorithm bury good researchers like Richard D. Hall, like myself, like thousands of others who question with enough veracity and believe with enough authenticity the subject matter that they choose to research at the cost of real benefit to a greater community of serious research that of the greater UFO community for the betterment and the benefits of people who do not believe in the UFO phenomenon, not fully, not authentically, who always want to keep plausible deniability, who always want to keep generic positions, generic outlooks, agnosticism, in a general state of detachment of a carnival barker to a carnival sideshow, choosing to speak about the curious, or the, the paranormal, and choosing to cure, talk about ufology and talk about things like spiritual sciences or the supernatural, only as a curiosity, only as. The de jure accepted legend or mythology of the modern day superstitious working class savage. Quick with a snide remark, very shallow as a paper plate, glib. Dumb. 90% of UFO researchers follow like chocolate soldiers lined up in parade. Sweet but hollow and meant for children. Hoping to be selected. By the many, many, the growing, let's just say astronomically growing amount of curious and awakening people that ask questions simply about what is going on, not only in the skies above them, but the world around them. And to be told bullshit. Half pictures, half truths, by half sincere, half wits. Who don't have the guts to talk about the hard truths, talk about the ugly truths. The existential horrors, the tragic victims, and the very, very nihilistic, at times, realities of events beyond top secret in nature. 
in all walks of life, from ufology to cryptozoology. As well as political conspiracy. All of it really is all one eye closed and one eye blind. And third eye blind, right? One eye closed and third eye blind, right? And I guess that's a good little moment to leave it there. I've said what I've had to say about censorship. I hate it. There's no place for it. In my utopia, that will not exist. I will not censor myself. But I will make my most controversial episodes for subscribers only. As a reward for you guys, my most loyal followers. Those that really seek the truth and understand that for me to give you the guys the truth and for take the great sacrifice of being shadow banned and unemployed and erased and burned noticed from the face of fucking existence in society that the price of a big sandwich isn't too much to bear for literally hundreds of hours of content every year thousands of hours I hope of uncensored high quality sincere as accurate to my knowledge as forthright and honest of knowledge and material as I could possibly bring to you guys the greatest audience out there in dreamland I am the beyond top secret Texan You've listened to the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, broadcasting to you from the greatest coast, the Gulf Coast of Texas. The third coast, a lot of people call it. It's been my pleasure, and it will be my pleasure to bring you guys content in the future, regardless of how censored my channels become or get. And full honesty and disclosure... I expect my YouTube channel to make it more than a few months into the summer and to be fully taken away well before the end of the year. Like I said before, I've already had one TikTok channel taken down at 660 million views. It does not matter about the size. They will take it down as long as you consider the truth more valuable than their revenue. And said, I've already given up on the ideas of extreme easy mode, mainstream success, and you know, local newspapers to kiss my ass, etc., and, and talk about me ever, or to have any kind of real, um, you know, influence in the mainstream community, say on History Channel or a Travel Channel type broadcast or anything. I've already kind of given up on that because I know my place isn't with those fucking turkeys. It's soaring high above the weather with other Rockefellers. <laughs> with other Rockefellers soaring high above the clouds with the eagles. Those other turkeys, they hide when it rains. The eagle flies above the clouds. 
<laughs> Love that guy. But yeah, you know, in my in my struggle, in my fight, I know it's the fight for the right. It's the it's the fight for what's right. It's the fight for the freedoms of every man. It's because I'm a real American. And freedom of speech is something I do not take lightly. It's something I value and I believe it's the cornerstone for utopia and a free society. And it's the only way that we can get our humanity back from these New World Order vampire bastards who have stripped it from us, who have raised us and educated us Exploiting our kindness and our virtues and convincing us that they are vices and robbing us of seeing the full moon as adults have the birthright of seeing. And yes, you can take that as symbolic and occult. I am an occultist. So once again, you've been listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan, bringing you the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for subscribing. You're the greatest audience out there in dreamland. Peace out.
Thank you.